Alleluia, Christ is risen. Because of Christ's death and resurrection, the enemies of the gospel have nothing, and our Lord has everything. Because of Christ's death and resurrection, the thieves and robbers and the wolf have all lost, and Christ has won. And because Christ has won, so have you. In our gospel text for today, Jesus speaks some words that are intended to give us profound comfort. These great words about how he is our good shepherd who keeps all of his sheep, the sheep who don't stray from him. These words are intended to give us comfort, but if we misunderstand them, it's not good. It's pretty easy to despair. It's pretty easy for despair to overwhelm us and to destroy our faith rather quickly if we don't understand these words properly. So in our text for this morning, Jesus tells us that his sheep know his voice, that they follow him and will not follow the voice of strangers. also speaks this way in the past tense, telling us that his sheep did not follow the voice of anyone other than their shepherd. Though the robbers and thieves tried to deceive them, it didn't work. At least that's what it sounds like Jesus is saying. And if that is indeed what he's saying, well, what does that mean for all of us when we look at the lives that we've led and they don't even remotely resemble the kind of sheep life that Jesus seems to be describing here? So there you are, a sheep of Christ's flock. And you want to be a sheep of Christ's flock. Your whole life, that's what you wanted. You grew up, at least if you grew up in the church, you grew up singing, I am Jesus' little lamb. You grew up singing, Jesus loves me, and about how little lambs like you to him belong. You want to follow him, want to believe in him, want to receive his gifts of mercy and salvation. You don't want to stray. You don't want to follow the voices of the wolf and the thief and the robber. And yet you do. You constantly look out in your life and you see how you've wandered from the flock once again. Those temptations that sung out to you from the mouth of those who wanted to deceive you. You knew you shouldn't listen to them. You knew what was going to happen when you did. You knew that it was going to just be like going to McDonald's when you see the golden arches and you say, that's a bad idea, I'm going to feel disgusting about myself when I do that. And then you do it, and then five seconds later you feel disgusting, and you go, what am I doing? Why am I living my life like this? I keep going back to my sins over and over again. I keep returning to my lust, my greed, my anger, my pride, my self-righteousness. I keep listening to the voice of the devil as it lures me out here away from the flock where he can devour me. So if Christ's sheep are the ones who didn't listen to the voice of the serpent, didn't listen to the voice of the beast, the wolf. Why am I being devoured by his jaws? If I don't look like the sheep that Christ is describing here, maybe I'm not actually one of his precious little lambs. Likewise, you have this same thing about the voices of the thieves and the robbers, those who speak words 
of false doctrine, how they will, sheep of Christ will not listen to them. And yet, how many times in your life do you find that you've listened? Throughout your life, have there been times when you've heard your pastor preach on something from the pulpit and you go, oh, I thought the opposite of that was true? Times in your life you say something to your fellow believers that you just simply assert as being, oh, this is the Christian doctrine that everyone knows. And suddenly they point you to the words of the Scriptures and you find, oh, I believe something else entirely. You heard someone speak to you and it wasn't the voice of your shepherd. And you followed it and you got all turned upside down and so once again you're separated from the flock and you find yourself just despairing, thinking, well, if I'm a Christian, if I'm one of the sheep that recognizes the voice of my good shepherd and doesn't follow the voice of the thief and the robber, the voice of the stranger, then why did I do it? Why am I in this position? Is this because I never really was one of Christ's sheep to begin with? Well, that voice of despair that you hear speaking to you, those questions that you find in your ear, don't be deceived. That's not the voice of the good shepherd calling to you. That's the voice of the wolf trying to keep you in his jaws through despair. That's the voice of the thief and the robber trying to still exploit you and profit off of your sorrow. So if you want to find joy... Listen to the voice of Christ who calls, you, calls himself your good shepherd and who indeed calls you his sheep. And if you want to know how he's doing that in our text for today, well, let's take just a step back and consider the context of our gospel reading for today. All right, so important questions to ask in all of this. Question number one. To whom does Jesus speak? when he proclaims these words about how his sheep do not listen to the voice of thieves and robbers. He speaks these words to the Pharisees. Question number two, when does Jesus speak these words to the Pharisees? Well, he speaks them after he's had this big fight with them in John chapter 9. John chapter 9 is the big, long, extended discourse or story of how it is that Jesus heals a man who was born blind. The Pharisees get so angry about it that they bring the man in and they accost him and they don't really believe that he was born blind because that miracle shows that Jesus is the divine Son of God and they don't want to believe that. They don't want to believe that Jesus has that authority. So they insist that the man must not really have been born blind. But when he affirms for them, yes, I was born blind. Yes, Jesus is the one who heals me. How do they respond? They cast him out of the synagogue. They say, you are unworthy to draw near the presence of God. You are not worthy to come near us. They devour him. And so, in response to that, Jesus gives us the Good Shepherd Discourse. But it's a discourse that he gives first to that audience of hard-hearted Pharisees. And in all of this, Jesus is essentially saying to them that he is the Good Shepherd who is going to be the one who gathers in those who have been cast out and who will win his victory and that these Pharisees are the ones who are going to have everything taken away from them. So, for example, when Jesus says, all who came before me are thieves and robbers, but my sheep did not listen to them, he's not actually saying 
that no Israelite or no true believer has ever been led astray or deceived or devoured by false teachers and false doctrine. You can see that all throughout the scriptures, right? We see also the fact that Jesus refers to his lost sheep, refers to his people as being like sheep without a shepherd. So the idea that sheep have wandered does not actually disqualify them from being sheep, as Jesus shows us throughout all the Gospels. So rather in these words, Jesus is using what I think could fairly be described here as what he's using, what we theologians oftentimes refer to as a verb tense called the prophetic perfect. That is, he's telling the Pharisees that his upcoming victory over them is so certain that he can confidently refer to it in the past tense as though it's already happened. So leading up to this, with the whole issue with the man born blind, the Pharisees have essentially been saying to Jesus, we don't care what miracles you can do. You don't have authority over the people. We do. We're the ones in charge of teaching them, in charge of shepherding them, and we will still be doing that long after we get rid of you. And so, in response to all of that, here Jesus is saying, So you think you're the true shepherds, and I'm the thief who's trying to sneak into a sheepfold that doesn't belong to him? You could not be more wrong. I'm not just some guy on the side of the road. I'm the son of the gatekeeper, the son of the God who owns the sheepfold and who himself has given it to to me. You think I'm the robber? who comes up to you on the side of the road and tries to steal your money-making livestock away from you, you couldn't be more wrong. I'm the good shepherd who doesn't see these sheep as things to profit from. I'm the good shepherd who loves these sheep and is going to rip them out of your murderous hands, not because it will benefit me, but because it will benefit them. You think You're going to prove yourselves to be the real shepherds by killing me? You couldn't possibly be more wrong. Because letting you kill me is exactly how I'm going to rescue my sheep from your lies. And all of this Jesus is saying to these men, so keep coming at me. Keep despising me and conspiring against me. Here's how all of this is going to end. With my hands that you pierce, I'm going to eternally throw you out of the sheepfold and I am going to take my sheep in my arms and you will have nothing left in your hands and your arms but condemnation. I'm going to lay down my life and pick it back up again for my sheep and when I do, I will expose you as the thieves and robbers you are. Your precious temple that you think gives you some status symbol, that you think gives you authority over me, that temple is going to be torn to pieces by the Romans. You will have nothing, and I will build my church atop your tears. Your precious status as the true teachers of the law will be torn down and turned into nothing while my glory fills the earth. The day is coming 
when you are going to shout your man-made commandments at the top of your lungs, and not a single one of my sheep will listen to you. They will all run away from you and run into my eternal arms. The day is coming when you will have no one left to deceive in this little patch of land called Israel, while I have sheep from every tribe and tongue and nation praising my name. I'm the one who opens the eyes of the blind and welcomes them into my flock. You're the ones who throw them out on the street, and you fools think you have a chance against me? You have no chance. Your defeat is so certain that I'm going to refer to it as though it has already happened. I am going to win every single sheep. You're going to lose them all. That's how this is going to go. So here in these words, Jesus is not really describing the everyday experiences of his sheep. He's describing his eternal and everlasting defense of his sheep. Jesus isn't telling you that you aren't really his sheep if you don't perfectly follow him in these words. He's boasting of how perfect his love is for you and how perfect his victory over your enemies is going to be. And because of this, when you hear Jesus describe these sheep who didn't listen to the voice of the thief and the robber, but who followed him, then you don't need to despair. You can rejoice. Because when you were languishing far from the flock that you abandoned, Jesus Christ came to your side. He comes to your side today through his word of forgiveness and salvation, through the body and blood that he gives you to eat and drink this day. He picks you up in his arms. And through these words of our gospel text, he proclaims to you, Jesus points to the devil and he says to you, he lost, I won. You may have followed that stranger's voice out here into condemnation. I found you, and through the shedding of my blood, I brought you home. Through my mercy, through my forgiveness, I destroyed your sins. I buried them in the tomb that I exited on the third day. Every transgression that you knew you shouldn't have followed, I have erased it forever. So you see that wolf? He has nothing. I have everything because I have you. When you were separated from God because you followed the thieves and the robbers, Jesus Christ came to your side. In the flood of his blood, he found you and he pulled you out of their hands. And with his resurrected finger, Jesus once again points to them, points to the thieves and robbers, and he says to you, those who cast my brothers out of the synagogues for confessing my name have nothing. Those who abused the sheep and told them to trust in their own works instead of mine, have now been conquered. Their temple is no more. Their glory 
is no more. They are out in the land of condemnation and the land of weeping and gnashing of teeth, and I have delivered you back into the pastures of God. They lost. I won. And those who have deceived you will meet the same end. Through our word of the gospel today, Jesus tells you, those who have lured you astray with false doctrine, those who told you to doubt your baptism, those who told you to look for proof of my love in your hands instead of in my hands, those who took your eyes off of me and put them on themselves. The day is coming when their best-selling books will be burned to ashes and where no one will speak glowingly of them when they kneel in humiliation before the good shepherd they tried to thwart. And on that day, they will see the glorious truth that I'm showing you now. The glorious truth that you have no reason to fear. The glorious truth that I have brought you back home. The glorious truth that they have nothing and I have everything because I have you. They lost. I won. And because I won, you have now won too. Alleluia. Christ is risen.